And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts to at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. What is really good? My name is Sheldon Alexander. How are we feeling today, Raptors fans? The series is tied at 2-2. I mean, I didn't know that we would be here. I got to be honest with you. Series is tied at 2, but we are here. And you know what? It kind of feels like maybe something else might be, you know, something else might be fitting for the mood of how we might be feeling right now. That's how we're feeling. Hey, 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 hey. Right? Like, I didn't know this was how we were going to feel right now, but here we are. Because this is just insane. I didn't think that the Raptors would be here. I really didn't. And it's 2-2. It doesn't really matter how they got there. Bottom line is, it's a best of three series at this point. Best of three. I didn't think the Raptors would be here. But a solid game. And let's be honest here. When it was 2-2, or sorry, when the series was 2-0, we sat here and we kind of looked at it and thought, you know what? Who's going to put on the cape for the Toronto Raptors and say, Nana, get on my back. I got y'all. We know there's no Kawhi. We know Pascal's the max money guy. We know Freddie's looking for the max money or something close to that or 20 mil a year. But if you watch what we've been talking about here on the pod, go back the multiple little videos we put up saying who the real most important Raptor was all along, who the real Raptor's best player was. It should be no surprise who they would turn to when they needed someone to put on the cape. And that man is Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry just we know all the things that Kyle Lowry does fundamental wise, you know, taking charges and getting in the lane and getting the team going, but back to back games. My guy has come out of the gate and just said, "Nope, don't worry guys. I'm here. We're going to get off to a good start." Because that's been the reason why the Raptors have struggled. If you go to the previous two games or the, the two games to start the series, they got off to horrible starts. And the last two games, Kyle Lowry has made a point of coming out and saying, don't worry, guys, I'm here. Everything's going to be okay. Back-to-back games where Kyle Lowry put up 11 points in the first quarter. And once that happens, it allows time for the rest of the guys to settle in and kind of really get their grasp on what's going on in the game. Because let's be serious, the other boys are still young, young in their NBA careers, right? So Pascal and Freddie having to come up and and try to get to somewhere near 20 a night, that's new to them, right? That's new. Kyle Lowry, through the wars that he'd been through with DeMar DeRozan pre-Kawhi, Kyle Lowry's been through this. He knows what it takes. He knows that feeling when you kind of look around and you're looking around to be like, well, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to make the moves? And he knows that has to be him. So when you come out, as mentioned, the, the key here, too, was 
it was different than how he did it last game. Last game, he tried to come out. He wasn't really getting the foul calls. This time, Kyle Lowry comes out, gets the free throw line. He had six free throws in like the first three minutes of the game. Not only is that putting points on the board for your team, but that's also setting the tempo with the refs, with the officials, with the Celtics defense as well. Kyle had 11 of the Raps' first 14 points. And to think about it in that sense, how can you not follow that dude? Right? How are you not going to follow that guy? Kyle Lowry, just the way that he took charge, the way that he said, guys, follow me again. I'll get it started, give you guys time to find your feet, but I'm going to get things going. And the Raptors led for the first time in the series after one quarter, 31 to 27, and they were super aggressive. Nine free throws they shot in that first quarter, and that was super huge for the Toronto Raptors when you know you needed a start. Because everyone was talking about what was the momentum going to be like for the Toronto Raptors coming off that OG game. Are they still going to be riding high? What's the Celtics momentum going to be like? How are they going to feel coming into this game where they just blew a chance to go up 3-0? And Kyle Lowry, when you look at his stat line and you look at 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, that's just work. Also add in two steals and two blocks and a couple charges, key charges at that, because that's what Kyle Lowry does. But at the end of the day, the Raptors, when in doubt, Kyle Lowry proving once again that in this form of the Toronto Raptors, he is that dude. He's going to get it going. And so you look at things now and you say, it's a best of three series. It's 2-2. Kyle Lowry's that guy. And I see the comments already trickling in because people are fired up. Shouts to the people tuning in live, sending in your comments and questions, whether you are watching this live on Instagram or on iTunes, or on, sorry, on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, or on, I think that's it, that's all we got live, right? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, obviously, sorry Twitter, didn't mean to forget about you Twitter peeps, but taking your comments, questions live, I want to hear how you guys feel after that victory, now that the Raptors are back, and I want you guys to be honest, when it was 2 nothing. Did you think the series was over? Because I'm going to be honest, I thought the series was over when it was 2-0. And now, we, we talked about it at the end of last pod as well, just in the sense that after that game ended the way that it did, I have no idea what's going to happen in the rest of that series. Because at this point, I, I still have, after, what, 48 hours of being able to digest what happened at the end of Game 3, I still don't really have an explanation at all. So if I look at it and think now that it's 2-2, after that pot, I said, I don't know what's going to happen after that. I can't tell you what's going to happen after that shot goes in. And now here we are sitting at 2-2. And could the Raptors, could this turn into the Bucks sweep where the Raptors just come back and win four straight games? Could it be, you know, that OG shot is reminiscent of the Kawhi taking it into double OT and winning that game against the Bucks? And just the thing... Think about it. The Raps in that Buck series, you're you went to double overtime. You're super close to going down three nothing in that series as well. And then Kawhi comes up with a crazy OT. OG hits a crazy shot. Kyle Lowry doing his best Kawhi impression in terms of guys, follow me. I got it. Hey, it's two nothing or from two nothing to two one to two two. What a time to be alive indeed. Toronto Raptors have evened up the series. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. Whether you 
are live wherever you are listening live or shouts to the podcast people because as you know this does end up on spotify itunes soundcloud and on youtube please like and subscribe and tell your friends but let's get to this game because we just talked about the first quarter and how important that was for kyle lowry but also a key part of the start was serge Ibaka. he came off the bench right away hit a three and he looked really good in this game. He did what the Raptors need from Serge Ibaka. They needed some post-dominance. They needed some post-play. Serge with 18 points, but a super efficient 7 of 9 from the floor, including 4-4 from 3. Also add in 7 rebounds, and that's just what they need from Serge Ibaka. Just be a big guy, dominate the paint, because if you think about it with Gasol and Serge, you have to have that advantage if you're the Raptors playing inside against Daniel Tice, and the super young buck, uh, Williams, coming off the bench. So it was a good sign to see that from Serge. The other interesting thing that's going to get a lot of talk is Pascal Siakam. Siakam, I mean, he had a tough start. As we know, Pascal Siakam's had a very tough series. And the big thing about this game, if you ask me, is the fact that it's apparent now and I'm not doing this to like harp on Siakam, right? When we put out stats, that's just what's going on in the series. It's not slandering a player. It's not doing anything like that. It's just, these are the facts of what's going on. And so during the game, especially to start this game, the Raptors, after Siakam struggled in the last game, and I think he came into this game four, I wrote it down somewhere. Siakam came into game four, two of 11 from three right? So the Raptors to start the game, the very first play they ran to start the game was a play that got Siakam a wide open look from the top of the key and he missed it. And then he just continued to shoot threes. (laughs) One for five, one for seven at the half. What was Siakam? Siakam, I think was one for seven at the half from three point land. That's just not efficient shooting at all. And I get it. And Hey, This is a thing, and I'm not trying to sound like the uh, get-off-my-lawn Barkley and Shaq at times, but the new NBA where everybody shoots threes now, right? It's kind of a thing where people shoot threes because they can. Doesn't mean that you're a good three-point shooter. It just means that you can shoot threes. And Pascal Siakam is an all-right three-point shooter. He's not bad at all. But every time you come down the floor, just because you're wide open, doesn't mean that you have to take the three. Like, literally, Kemba Walker, Kyle Lowry, like, whoever you think is a really good three-point shooter, they could... Steph Curry. Here's a perfect example. Steph Curry literally could bring the ball up the floor every time and shoot a three-point shot. Same with Dame Lillard. But they don't, because that's bad offense. Just because you're wide open doesn't mean you have to shoot it all the time, and those are the best shooters in the league. So if you're Pascal Siakam, and in the first half, you were three of three in the paint, and one of eight from three... That doesn't make sense to me. And let's be honest. People are going to look at that and think, oh, why are you slandering him? He's young, this, that, and the third. No, it's just facts. Look at it this way. Who are the guys in the league? If I told you, you'd be okay with them going one for eight and a half from three. Who would be one of those dudes? I don't think it would be Pascal Siakam. Like, are you okay as a Raptor fan? If I just told you Pascal Siakam took 13 threes? in a game like he attempted 13 threes are you guys okay with that is that cool 
Like, I, that's just a thing where it comes down to what's a good shot and what's a bad shot. If you think about it, you finish 2 of 13 from 3. That means you were, what, 8 of 10 the rest of the, from everywhere else on the floor? Like, that just seems obvious to me. Take it into the paint. He had more success in the second half when he was, he got paint touches. He got passes from Kyle on the fast break. He got to the line a couple times. Make the game come easy. Yes, you're wide open. Yes, you've worked a lot of hours in the gym to shoot the three, but it doesn't mean that you have to take it every time that you're wide open. If it's within the offense, if the ball gets touched in the paint, then comes back out to you, cool. Take that three. All right. But I don't know if you should, if you're Pascal Siakam, you're not there yet when you get to go one of eight from three-point land and a half. Like, you're okay with Steph Curry doing that. Shoot yourself out of the slump. You're okay, maybe even Kyle Lowry doing that. Okay, shoot yourself out. And I say maybe Kyle Lowry. But Pascal Siakam, you're not there yet. You're just not there yet. And that's okay. But the lesson is there. You get to watch the game tape. You show them the shot chart. And you get in the paint and you get busy. Or you shoot that shot off a ball movement. Because there are a couple times where he just got the ball and then he was taking step back threes. And it's kind of like... Okay, that's kind of getting ridiculous. It's the actual three-point shots. It's not even just the numbers, but it's the kind of threes. And it's more so, how are you getting to the point where you're shooting the three? Is it off ball movement? Did the ball get into the paint first? These are the things that I think once you look at tape, then you understand why that number is problematic as opposed to, oh, well, he had a good second half. Just saying. But again, he's still going to figure it out. And again, it's uh, it's on Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was the man at this point for the Raps. And that second quarter, I think it was kind of a... Let me take a step back here. Because the way that this game played out, Raptors come out gunning early in the first quarter. Second quarter, they start missing threes. And I keep talking about the fact that the Toronto Raptors are living and dying by the three. And the three-point shot really, is the difference in this basketball game. The score was 193 for the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors from three were 17 of 44, 38% from three, right? The Boston Celtics were seven of 35 from three for 20%. And that was a couple that they hit late. But you're talking about 20% from three. That's your, I mean... That's just horrible if you're the Boston Celtics. And I mentioned it on Twitter, but the shooting, the three-point shooting contest between Pascal Siakam and Jalen Brown was very ugly tonight. Pascal, two of 13 from three. Jalen Brown, two of 11. And both those guys weren't shy. And if both those guys at any point decided, hey, maybe I'll up fake and drive to the basket here, maybe there's a different outcome. Maybe the Raptors win a lot easier if Pascal turns down a couple threes. Maybe Boston wins a game if Jalen Brown turns down a couple of those threes. But either way, if you're the Raptors, it was a weird game because you're watching it and you're thinking they should be blowing them out. Boston was missing threes. Raptors were playing solid defense, but they just kept hanging around and hanging around and hanging around. And you don't really like seeing that if you're a Raptors fan because you're nervous. And and what you've seen throughout, I mean, other than OG, <laughs> OG's crazy shot, is the Celtics down the stretch, you probably are worried about Tatum and Kemba Walker in a close game. So, 
Solid win by the Raptors. Great job. They hang on. They scrap one out to make sure that they they even the series up at two. And a great night had by Kyle Lowry. That's just what your leaders do. That's just what, you know, the Raptors if, as a team, when you need that guy, you need someone to say, hey, I'm not going to let you lose. And that's what Kyle Lowry did. Pascal Siakam had a good second half. And you hope that between now and game five, there's just a lot more focus in on where he's getting his shots from. And it's not about not shooting threes. It's about taking better threes within the flow of the offense. I think that's going to be the key. On the flip side, on the flip side, to start the second half, Kyle, again, came out aggressive. And I thought that, you know, when you look at what happened in the first half where the Raptors just start shooting the, sorry, they're shooting the lights out in the first quarter, shooting the lights out in the third quarter. That's what I mean to say here. And back-to-back threes from Freddie, mixing a three from Serge. Raptors are suddenly up by 11. And at that point, the, the Boston was being outscored by the Raptors early in the third. Take this in. Early in the third, Boston was being outscored by the Raptors 45-12. to 45 to 12, the Raptors were beating the Celtics early on in the third quarter. And that was just the Raptors shooting the lights out. That third quarter, they shot 59%, led 81-73 after three. Siakam with nine points, Freddie with eight. And again, that's the Pascal Siakam you want to see just taking care of the ball, taking it into the paint, getting paint touches. That was the key to Pascal Siakam's turnaround from half one to half two. And hopefully... If we look at it from the first half of the series to the second half of the series, we can see the same kind of trajectory in Pascal's play. So coming into the fourth, Kyle Lowry just, I thought they made enough plays to keep Boston at bay. And Jalen Brown just kept jacking threes and missing. There are a couple like weird calls by the ref, but either way, give the Raptors credit for doing what they needed to gut out a victory, to gut out a win. And here we are, 2-2. Brand new series if you're a Raptors fan. But let's get to some comments here because as mentioned, I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you guys thought in terms of where this series was at. Were you guys nervous? Did you think it was over? Be honest, because I'm sitting here being honest. Unlike last year, when they were down 0-2 to the Bucks, I thought, nah, there's enough good signs. I thought the Raptors kind of shot themselves in the foot. And I know people keep saying, well, Marcus Smart hit five threes in game two, and that kind of changed it. I get it. Totally get it. But just the way that the game was being played, I, I didn't think the Raptors were really in the series. And even after this game, I don't think the Raptors have played their best yet. So being at a 2-2 stalemate at this point, it's a great time for the raps. Let's get to the comments. My guy Noah checks in and says, Solidarity with the white tee tonight. Yes, sir. We still got the tees. If you're reading this, we still champs. And apparently so, because the championship pedigree clearly remains as the Raptors were not bothered at all. Let us know in the chat. Hit me up in the DM somewhere if you want a t-shirt. If you're reading this, we still champs. Just know you can get your shirt very easily. Just hit me up in the DMs. Also, we were doing a game on Instagram where it was, uh, we're trying to name OG Shot. So if you have a name for that, send me a DM. I'll read out the comments at the end of this show and I'll send uh, two people a free shirt. So hit me up with that as well. More comments here. 
people are just yelling. People are hyped up. Uh, K2's Garnett says, not as worried as I was last game, for sure. Uh, like Freddie said, they done bleeped up. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a, a big time call from Freddie. And, and if you're Boston right now, you got to be rattled. You got to be rattled if you're Boston. I know that momentum is a weird thing to try to grasp. But if you're Boston, you are 0.5 seconds away from being up 3-0 in the series. And instead now, you're in a battle that's going to go at least 6, maybe 7. I mean, jeez. My um, guy Ryan Harris shouts to my dude Ryan Harris. He says, where do we put Kyle Lowry's statue? You know what? <laughs> Without a doubt, that statue is going up. I mean, it has to at this point. Kyle Lowry just... The thing, too, is because he embodies, like, and I, I hate it. I hate what I'm about to say, in a sense, because I hate when other people always try to make the correlation between basketball and hockey as if, like, we need to do that to validate basketball in this city. But the point I'm trying to make here is Kyle Lowry, if you were going to ingrain yourself in a quote-unquote to hockey people, Kyle Lowry's style of play kind of fits in. And he's just all over the place, diving for loose balls, taking charges. No fear. No fear at all. Uh, Gozi says, analysis of the game, quote, they done fucked up now. Can't argue with that. My guy, Will K, what's up, Will? He says, Siakam getting more confidence too. That's huge. And, you know, maybe he's going to settle down. Because I think when you go 2 of 13... I think in, in Siakam's case, he's just trying to tell himself, no, I can hit threes. And then he just keeps shooting and shooting because you're you're like, no, I'm not phased by this. I'm going to keep shooting. And I get it, but it's still not a good look. And you can tell he's in his own head because even when he hit one of those threes in the second half, he finally got one the fall and he screamed out so loud. And it's like, dude, you're two, you're like two of 12 from three, like settle down, right? But time to relax time to watch game tape he might see that maybe four or five of those threes might not have been the best shots so then you adjust and you get better and if we know something about the raptors we know that's what's gonna happen so solid game had by pascal for sure alex says lowry is an all-time great and future hall of famer i mean tough to argue that what is he a six-time all-star and nba champion i mean tough to argue that it's very tough to argue that. Kyle Lowry over everything. Heart of a champion. The Kyle Lowry love is just here. And, you know, I say this because there might be new people that tune into the podcast every once in a while. But I remember me and Webby on Ball on Blast very early on in the season. We were talking about how Kyle Lowry is the real key to the Raptors. He will be the one. Like, when you look around and who's going to make plays in crunch time. Who's going to be the one that has to be that consistent piece? It's got to be Kyle Lowry. He's going to take this team as far as they're going to go. As far as the Raps are going to go, it's going to be behind Kyle Lowry. Just because of the way that he plays, the heart, the, the vet plays of knowing how to get foul calls, right? Once he realized he was getting that whistle, a whistle that benefits him, look at how many times Kyle was just getting into the lane or even that key offensive foul call he got on Jason Tatum late in the game. He knows that there was a questionable call on Pascal a couple possessions before that could have went against Jason Tatum but it didn't so Lowry kind of knows oh no they owe us one so next time Jason Tatum's driving as soon as that arm goes up Lowry just feels 
He feels like a hair on Jason Tatum's elbow. And Lowry just flops back knowing the ref has to give him that call. Those are the veteran plays that Kyle Lowry is going to come up with. And those are the veteran plays that are different between winning and losing. And Kyle Lowry just continues to epitomize that for the Toronto Raptors. More comments though. Uh, Prince says, Kyle Lowry is the reason the Raptors are winning. Lowry is a guy that makes the team better overall. Siakam has to be the second option. See, within the Raptors offense, because there's so much ball movement, especially with Gasol out there, it's almost like you're playing with three point guards. The Raptors offense is all about ball movement. What I'm talking about in terms of Kyle Lowry is closing quarters, closing the game. That's who you trust with the ball in his hand to create and make a play and just make a good decision. That's going to be the key going forward. I am why Dubs Cry says, OG's shot broke Boston's heart. They don't look the same. I mean, Jason Tatum, not Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I guess OG, after OG wet that shot over him in game three, Jalen Brown, maybe, you know, that stole Jalen Brown's soul as he went two for 11 from three in this game, but not a good game for Jalen Brown. He battled foul trouble for all of the first half, struggled shooting, was just four of 18, again, two of 11 from three, not good at all. Glow Girl Smile says, Lowry set the tempo from the get-go. Nurse says he plays the toughest in all his years of coaching. Uh, By Noir says... Yep, Boston felt the gut kick. Craziness, right? Uh, another comment here. Celtics were deflated from last game, 20% three-point shooting. That can't be overlooked. Yes, some of that was bad def- was good defense by the Raptors for sure. Celtics being held to 20% shooting from three. But also some of that was just the Celtics missing open looks. Now, much like the Raptors had their games where they were shooting poorly at certain stretches... The Celtics, that bit them in the ass in this game. So do you expect them to shoot 20% again? No. But at the same time, Marcus Smart, his second straight game where he struggled from three. So these things tend to even out. Marcus Smart was blazing threes the first two games. And now all of a sudden, his next two games struggled. Just one of six from three in this game. So, hey, things are evening out. And as someone here in the chat says, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I mean, great series so far. So many comments here. Shout to my Instagram people. Coach Flores says, this series has changed. I'm so impressed with the mental fortitude of these guys. Wow, a lot of compliments for the shirt today. Thanks, bro. Yes, my guy, Coach Flores, one of our regulars here on IG, he hit me up saying he got his shirt in the mail I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Spread the love that is the Wrap It Up podcast. Spread the love that is the Toronto Raptors because, for real, if you're reading this, we still champs, right? It's a factual statement. Championship fortitude shown by the Toronto Raptors as they are now back in this series as they win 100-93. to I'm still scrolling through Instagram, but I'm going to switch things up here and head to YouTube for some comments because I know those people are fired up as well. And as I scroll to the beginning of YouTube, John says, John Smith says, with every game, the raps look incrementally better. Lowry's flop game is elite. Gasol's only purpose is to guard Thice. Celtics can't stop Ibaka at the rim. The only explanation is sub 
to Siakam shooting is that he is desperate to avoid the Giannis trap. <laughs> wow. Well played. Well played. Well played. Uh, John also says to me, hey, Sheldon, but, but, but Boston has superstars like Tatum and Kemba. What happened? Listen, it's a long series. It's a long series. It's 2-2. Anything is possible now. After that OG shot, I sat right here in this chair and said, I have no idea what's going to happen after that shot goes in because I have no explanation for how that shot went in. So here we are. It's 2-2. Anything is possible heading into game five at this point. So huge shouts to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Style says, will Boston be the Bucks 2.0 for us in 2020? Dun, dun, dun. That's the question people have for sure. Uh, Kojo says Siakam put in work today. Respect. I'd say Siakam's second half. He put in work, a lot of work overall. You look at Siakam's stat line, 23 points, 11 rebounds. That is what you need from Pascal Siakam in terms of a stat line. When you look at that and you say 23 field goal attempts to get 23 points, you probably want a little more efficiency and you especially, you don't want two of 13 from three, but overall, we talk about needing Kyle, Fred, and Pascal. We need those dudes to get in and around 20 points. And if tonight you look at it and you say Pascal with 23, Kyle with 22, Freddie with 17, plus you get 18 from Serge off the bench, that's kind of the production you need from the Raptors players individually to get you to 100 points, to get you Ws in the playoffs. Uh, Fred on YouTube says, taking a moment out of trolling the Celtics podcast to say great win wraps in six. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. And hey, how about focusing on the positive energy that's here in the Raptors podcast? How about that? Hey, right? What about that? Does that sound like a good idea? <laughs> that's pretty good though. I like that. That did actually make me laugh. Um, and hey, we welcome Celtics people in here too if they want to take in and see what's going on in, in the Raptors world as we celebrate the fact that Toronto Raptors have found a way to claw out of a 2-0 hole, almost being down 3 nothing to now find themselves tied at 2. Crazy. Uh, let's see more comments though. Not Famous 81 says, had a feeling Siakam was going to pull through with a good performance tonight. He really did. He bounced back and had a really good performance in the second half and overall get to 20 points. He did that finally and it's going to, you know, what's going to happen. You know that he knows that he has to be better. He has to be more efficient. So you know that he'll turn things around and everything will be all right if you're Pascal Siakam. So good look there for sure for Pascal. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read this person's name, but it's an interesting comment. Says, I told people the first two games were a feeling out process. Raptors have the Celtics figured out and they are truly starting to miss Hayward now. A couple things here. I don't know if you can say the first two games were a feeling out process when you were literally 0.5 seconds away from being down 0-3. Cool. But at the end of the day, the scoreboard says series is tied at two. So it doesn't really matter how you got here, right? Series is tied at two. To the second point, Raptors having the Celtics figured out. I don't know about that so far, but the point I want to hone in on on your comment is about Gordon Hayward. And I think that part is true because you saw it tonight, okay? 
after Marcus Smart is not shooting well, he's just going to keep shooting because he goes one of six. And I talked about Siakam's shot selection. And do you want Siakam shooting six threes in it, or 12 threes in a game? Attempting 12 threes? Probably not. Marcus Smart, do you want him taking six threes in a game? Probably not. And this is where the Celtics miss Gordon Hayward because with Jalen Brown in foul trouble, right? You need more scoring. You Kemba was doing all right. Tatum was doing all right. But with Jalen Brown not there, when you have some lineups, I think it was in the third quarter, the, they tried to go with Jalen Brown and it was smart and like Ojale and William. Like it was just a terrible lineup. And you looked at that and said, the Raptors need to make a run now. And they literally did right at that point. They took advantage of the Celtics' terrible bench. And that's two games in a row where you can say, Late in the third quarter, when the Celtics are trying to give some of their guys some rest heading into the fourth, their bench did not do the job and the Raptors were able to make a run. So will there be some form of adjustment? Does that just mean more minutes from the Celtics main guys? I mean, are we talking a Giannis situation here that we see with the Bucks, where Coach Bud, for whatever reason, refuses to play Giannis 35 plus minutes? <laughs> but either way, the Celtics bench is proving that you can't have like three to four guys on their bench on the court at the same time because it's just not conducive to winning basketball for them. It's just not good minutes. So the Raptors did a great job here. And the Raptors, on the flip side, as I talk about minutes, Siakam played 46 minutes. Fred played 45 minutes. Kyle played 44 minutes. Nick Nurse is putting it out there. Hey, I'm playing my dudes, right? 46 minutes for Pascal Siakam. Now, Jason Tatum played 43, Kemba played 41, Smart 41, Jalen Brown was foul trouble, so he only played 37, but I know you might not think that if Tatum plays 43, Siakam plays 46, I know you might think that three minutes is not a big deal, but trust me, go back to that moment in the third quarter with Tatum on the bench and the Celtics had on, it was Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Ojale. Williams and Wanamaker and it's just like that's not like the Raptors are going to cook that lineup and they did so Brad Stevens that's where they miss Gordon Hayward for sure because that's just added depth right you're just pushing everyone else down the depth chart but hey I don't think Gordon Hayward's walking through that door for the Celtics so that's their problem the Raptors it's not like they're getting much from their bench not named Serge Ibaka as Norma, Norman Powell continues to struggle and Norm just looks lost right like I, I don't know any other way to put it five points one of six and he's missing layups he's going to the basket soft like I don't know he just doesn't seem to have it but I will say this with the series being tied at two I wouldn't doubt that there will be there will be, hear me say this, there will be the Norman Powell game. Like, you just know it's coming. And if I remember correctly, doesn't it always happen in game fives? Like, haven't we had big Norman Powell moments in game fives? I feel like that's a thing, playoff Powell. Either way, I'm just saying the way that Norm's played and the way that Norm, that we've known Norm for his whole career that when he does have these inconsistencies, all of a sudden he's just going to come out and he's going to have a game where it's that Mamba mode norm and it's a wrap for everyone involved. So the bench battle right now, it's pretty ugly. 
Both teams look to be just riding their starters, and that's what it should be come playoff time anyways, right? My best players versus your best players. Here we are. Let me see if there's some more comments here. Let me read some comments I haven't seen from anyone else. Original L says, wraps in six, baby. Yeah, Pascal is great. Great night for Pascal. Good bounce back for him. I wonder, I wonder what the conversation was like in the locker room for sure. I just wonder what that was like. Um, I also want to hear if there's any comments that have come out already uh, just from the Raptors post game. And normally there is. And as always, I always go to my guy, Josh Lewenberg. As I always say, if you don't follow him on social media and you are a Raptors fan, you should do so because my guy is good at what he does. Uh, some more, some posts here. Kyle Lowry post game says, quote, I've played 80 something minutes in two games. Continue to keep pushing. We know how tough these guys are, but we've just got to keep playing basketball. Lowry. Lowry on Marcus Smart says, I don't think he's trying to get under anybody's skin. I think that's how he plays. That man plays extremely hard. You have to tip your hat to someone like him. You know what he's going to do every single night. You know he's going to bring it. The reason why Kyle Lowry has such respect for Marcus Smart is because they're cut from the same cloth. They got the same dog mentality in them. They just play hard. They're playing in the mud. That's how they play. And so... To see Kyle show respect to Marcus Smart, that's not surprising to me at all. More comments, though. On Nick Nurse talking about the big minutes. He says, quote, I think our guys are used to playing maybe not this many minutes, but they're used to playing heavy minutes. And they're certainly used to playing at this intensity in playoff games, so they're okay. Um, Nurse said he jokingly asked Kyle if he wanted to come out of the game a few times late in the fourth. Quote, I asked him if he needed a sub with the smile and he chewed me out. Close quote. Probably exactly what you'd expect from Kyle Lowry, right? And it's super funny to think, but it's the playoffs. You got to dig deep. And one thing they talked about during the broadcast is what Nick Nurse does so well is what he does with the off days and how he'll schedule shoot arounds or meetings and just stuff differently to give guys rest. To And Alex McKechnie as well, right? Not as much talk about Alex McKechnie this season as much as last season with Kawhi and load management and all that, but just the game plan, the program that they have these guys on, important part of what they do, it's so important. It's such a big thing for the Toronto Raptors, and you got to know that how important that is to their game and how important it is for them to just keep plugging away because the minutes... They're going to continue to play heavy minutes. Nick Nurse is going to ride his guys. Remember from the start of the season. Remember how the season started. It was with Nick Nurse saying, hey, these are the seven guys I trust. These are the seven guys I'm riding with. So that's how the season started. And clearly Nick Nurse is showing us if he's going to go down, this is how he's going to go down with the seven guys that he knows he can trust. So let me switch over to Twitter and get some comments here. Uh, first comment says, can we please say over and over and over again, Kyle Lowry over everything. <laughs> uh, Dara says, so proud of Siakam. I was also one of his biggest haters. Love, make, or hate Miss League. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, more comments though. Kyle is the bulldog, says Chuck. Uh, someone telling me it's no, it's never over when it's never over until it's over. Fair enough. 
good comment. I totally agree. Uh, fan wiki, fringe fan wiki says Kyle is our fearless leader. Goat Raptor. Tough to argue that now. Uh, another comment. Pascal should donate $1,000 to the Raptors Foundation every time he misses an open three. <laughs> I mean, sure. I I'm telling you, we know the Raptors. They're going to watch tape. Pascal wants to improve. He wants to do well. Much like OG, I'm sure he doesn't shoot thinking he's going to miss. <laughs> right? So... I expect Pascal to be better and just understand where he's going to get his baskets from and how that better suits the team. Uh, more comments, though, here. Let's see. Trying to find some other people that haven't commented yet. Jay Shutterbug says, in order to win this series, Gasol must limit fouls. He fouled out twice now. It's, it's tough, but also that's just a casualty of what's going on in the paint. With Marcus Smart in there mucking around, with Thice banging bodies inside, Marcus Gasol he has to just provide and be a big body, and sometimes that's gonna be, that's gonna end up in foul trouble. That's just the nature of the job. That's just the nature of the series, and that's just what it is at this point. Uh, compliance department says defensive intensity won this game. We were all over him. Tatum looks injured too. Tatum did happen to roll his ankle at one point in this game. Um, and he played all right, but the Raptors did a good job. You saw some adjustments where they came with double teams at him. They swarmed him a lot more. They swarmed him on the on the pick and roll. They would swarm him and, and cause him to try to make tough handle moves, like whether he's splitting the double team. And it worked for the Raps. They got a bunch of turnovers. It was good, solid play. I asked at the start of the pod if you were worried down 0-2. My guy LT checks in and says... O2, I was sweating, but I wasn't worried. <laughs> right? All right. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. I also got a message from my boy Vic, who says, who just he texted me as I was about to come on the pod and just said, I told you. <laughs> like, what do you, like, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. We come out and do a podcast, and I try to tell you and give my honest opinions and my honest observations, and two things. One, I'm totally okay with being wrong, first off. Secondly, after OG hits that shot, how is anybody confidently talking about anything that's going to happen for the rest of this series? <laughs> Serious question. Like, that's one of the most insane things ever. And so now, you just got to ride that momentum if you're a Raptors fan, and just take that for what it is, take that, take the dub and enjoy the fact that, hey, brand new series. It's anybody's series at this point. And it's weird because as you look, you peek over to what's going on on the other side and the Miami Heat are up 3 nothing against the Bucks. We've talked about it here on Wrap It Up, on any of our On Blast pods for the whole season. Don't sleep on the Miami Heat. So the fact that they're beating the Bucks. Don't take that as a, oh yes, the Bucks are done. Now we have an easier path to the finals if we can get past the Celtics. Like, Miami's real. So worry about that when you have to worry about that. But as of now, just kind of happy to be having those conversations, no? <laughs> that it's a possibility that the Toronto Raptors are now back in this series. So another thing, as mentioned, as I switch over now to head to my mentions, I said that I would find people that had comments to message me and let me know what your best name was for the OG shot. 
And my guy, Ken, hits me up on Instagram. Kenny, I will send you a t-shirt for sure. I'm going to message you to get your size and all that, and I'll mail, mail it out to you. But Kenny simply says, he has two here, which I th- he has three, pardon me. But I really like the last two. First one, he says, OG's walk-off due to his reacts. Not bad, average. But then the next one, he says, God's plan. <laughs> I like that one, if not simply for the fact that that could only that could be the only explanation as to why that went in. <laughs> what other explanation do we have as to how that went in, how that play went down? And his last one, he says, from Lowry with love. I like that. I really do like that. I think that one's cool. Uh, let's see. And so, Kenny, you will be our winner. I will send you a shirt for sure. I will message you post-game for sure. And let me just check the YouTube page once again. There's so many messages. I will go through them and send out a shirt to our winners for sure. But Kenny, you are our winner of the shirt for naming OG Shot. I think I'm going to go with From Lowry With Love. I just, I'm a sucker for alliterations, okay? So if you put that on a key, those things work for me, gets me all the time, makes it work. And here we are. The Raptors are back in this series. Can you believe it, Raptors fans? They were down 2 nothing. They were almost down 3 nothing, And yet, here we are, 2-2, after a 100-93 victory. Again, I'll say that again. 100-93 victory for your Toronto Raptors. And it's one of those things where you look at it and you think, hey, how did they make that happen? How did that work? Was that a thing where Kyle Lowry just said, hey, get on my back. I got it, guys. I'm going to figure out a way to win this series, to get us back in the series. And you know what Kyle Lowry really might have done? He bought enough time so that Pascal Siakam, Freddie could get a little more relaxed, a little more comfortable with what's going on. And he might have just bought enough time for those guys to figure it out. And the Raptors might have turned this whole series around. Again, 193, your Toronto Raptors win. Kyle Lowry with 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Pascal Siakam, 23 points, 11 rebounds. This series is tied 2-2. Thank you guys again for tuning in on this, the Wrap It Up podcast. Whether you hit us up live on Instagram, live on Twitter, live on Facebook or live on YouTube. I appreciate you guys because we do this for you, the Raptors fan, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. Thank you guys for blessing me with your presence and all your comments and questions. Really appreciate it. And in case you came in in the middle, don't worry, we got you covered. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, or, of course, on YouTube, like and subscribe. Continue to support the movement that is the Wrap It Up podcast because we are here to support the movement that is the Toronto Raptors, the defending NBA champions. And again, if you mention it, we still got the shirts. Championship pedigree. If you're reading this, we still champs. Big facts. We got them in black. We got them in white. Raptors championship pedigree. Get your shirts. 
tune into the podcast. I don't even know what day of the week this is, but I just know that the Raptors play the day after tomorrow. So tune in again to our game five edition of this Toronto Raptors post game show. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Continue to follow me live on Twitter at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Like and subscribe. Remember, On Blast Podcast is the network. Wrap it up as a show. You can find us on YouTube. Like and subscribe there. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Because as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.